There's a really interesting thing that happens <clears throat> when you ask for more responsibility. That's a very plain way to put it. It's really about, in a way, asking for trouble. It's really a way of building strength and power, like going to the gym. And the gym has some interesting analogies or some analogous concepts that can be shared with the idea of a high pain threshold with what I originally set out to share, which is more metaphysical in nature. And it has to do with the fact that for example, if you were to be part of a nation that is going to war and you have the option to offer your services in battle and you want to offer your services in battle because you believe that you can be effective, that the addition of you to the ranks of the military of your nation will be a benefit to the military of your nation and so you enlist and you do what you do best and you asked for that it's not easy but you put yourself into it and you have to deal with whatever comes on the battlefield and any of the repercussions, any of the, the results, the outcomes, any of the consequences of you deciding to go into battle, you have to face them. And in doing this job, you do your job as best as you can and you remain aware, you can survive. It's possible that you can survive going to war. It's very possible that you could accomplish things that may be reported as heroic 
because of your survival and what you had to do in order to survive. And even saying had to do in order to survive is a little bit, you know, misleading because you didn't have to sign up. You didn't have to enlist to go to war in the first place. You didn't have to pay attention to that. But you did, and now you're in the middle of the war, in the battle, and you have to do what you have to do to survive. And you become very skilled, highly skilled at surviving. And the more you do it, the better you get. And you're just one of these people who allows their potential and the capacity that they have for greatness to continue to unfold, even in the midst of something as intense as warfare in a battle. And so you triumph. And this is something that is within the possibility of us all. And one of the reasons I know this is because I have invited warfare. It could be said to be psychological and spiritual warfare upon myself. And I do recall being very young. A lot of things happened around the age of four years old for me. But I do remember being very amazed by super villains and superheroes, really the abilities that they, they were able to wield, to be able to fly and have super strength and the telekinesis and the telepathy and the powers to control different elements and different variations of the environment, being able to control water and fire and temperature, like to freeze things, to see in the dark, you know, so many, you know, being very highly skilled at martial arts, the ability to use various weapons, these things were very impressive to me. And so I decided very resolutely, very definitely that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, because it was exciting. I wanted to, I wanted to be part of these battles. It seemed so glorified. It was so, it was such an exalted, noble thing. It it seemed to, to be one of these warriors. Usually the heroes, of course. And, I really did enjoy the fact that the heroes would prevail over the bad guys. So the heroes would would win over the villains. The 
because the villains very often were doing some some not so nice things, some some very bad things. Like, right? That's what villains do. And so, yes, it was very good to see people's lives get saved, and you know, for buildings to not get blown up, and 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 things like that. You know, heroes would save the day for stuff not to get burned down or blown up, and you know, people to survive and go back to their families. And so these these cartoons and comic books and graphic novels and books, because most of my science fiction came from graphic novels and comic books and and other books at first. And that these were very inspiring. And I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And even... In that, though, even though I did enjoy the heroes winning, for some reason, most of the villains, there's something about their aesthetic. Sometimes the darker colors, usually blacks, reds, dark purples, things like that. Um, and the design, the, the sharpness, the, just the lines that they would use, the highlights. For some reason, a lot of that was much more appealing to me than the the uniforms and the the outfits worn by the heroes. And I know, right? That's interesting. It's very superficial. I'm celebrating on one hand the heroes being triumphant over evil, but also being very attracted to the the aesthetic. Of the villains <clears throat> and so that's always been a very interesting thing to me because I would more often collect if I could the action figures and the trading cards that featured the villains or that were of the villains themselves the the, the villains action figures and trading cards and the 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 literature, the books that featured the villains is what I would gravitate towards. But all this about their abilities and their powers, remember, the super strength, the ability to fly, right? Those, those two powers, right? Superman, you can think about what Superman, his powers are, you know, super speed, super strength, the ability to fly, right? These are the common ones. And then there's all manner of other abilities. And now, because we live in this three-dimensional physical world, in part of our experience, those things are very unlikely to happen anytime soon, or at least at the time technology at the time that I was thinking these things, you know, a couple decades ago, when I, when I was a child, uh, the state of technology then and still now is not able to to match what is in the imagination of a child, inspired by the science fiction of comic books and cartoons. 
and movies. So what happens and what, what a lot of us don't realize is that we're also speaking to eternity. And there are entities and beings of all kinds that listen to the things that we say and respond. Like most people would think of God answers prayers. And making a decision to be a super-powered warrior is a signal that goes out into the eternal universe and brings back a response. And the response is that if you're going to do that, you have to train. And so gradually you're going to be confronted with situations to develop your powers. And they're just like, you know, a class you would go to or a school you would go to that has a curriculum. You're given the, the lessons and it's up to you to take them on and complete them. Or another way, since we're talking about, uh, about battle and warfare, is, so you can understand it this way, is that inevitably when, when you signed up, when you decided you wanted to go into battle, you know, let's just say that there are 12 classes you have to go through. And no matter what, when you finish the classes, you're going into battle. And the classes, even though they're pass or fail, even if you fail them, you're still going into battle. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just you decided that you're going to go to, 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 go to war, go to battle, so you're going to do it. You're capable already, right? But here are, are these extras that are going to arm you even more capably for the situation that you are going to be engaging with. And it's up to you to go, each, to, go to each one of these different classes or training sessions to pick up that skill that you need, you know, to learn how to use that new weapon or device or learn that new martial arts sequence or whatever it is, right? So they're offered to you. Now, the way you perform in each one of them is going to add some type of benefit to your repertoire, to your arsenal of what you have to use in battle. And... That is exactly what's been happening to me as I have continued to be tested. And in ways that, one, are related to something that a lot of people consider to be a superpower. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes when I've described lucid dreaming, to some people, they, you can see in their faces and also hear from the, the things that they say, how they respond 
to you talking about lucid dreaming and maybe even you listening, they have zero concept of it because they have no experience because a lot of people, I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of people do not even remember their dreams at all. A lot of people do not even remember their dreams at all. And so this is like kind of like a superpower, the ability to be able to lucid dream pretty much every single time you sleep is incredible. And sometimes even without necessarily sleeping, being able to access that same type of dream state, that same type of perceptual experience where it's as if you're stepping into a completely different body, another avatar and another reality where you can feel all your senses, right? See, hear, smell, taste, touch. It's all available. And it's been very incredible because I haven't always recognized. And so some of the classes I failed the interesting thing is you can go back and retake the classes, especially upon having a realization, as I have, that that's what those were. You can take them even when you're in the middle of the battle. But I'm not done with my final classes yet, I've realized. I haven't gotten to the battle yet. It's a long way to go because each class, as it goes along, sometimes they haven't been presented immediately after one was failed or passed previously. You know, there are good teachers out there and they have their own agendas, these different entities that are delivering these lessons. And so sometimes they wait and sometimes they put you through the classes because for whatever reason they realize the state that you're in, that even if you go through it completely unconscious of the fact that it's some kind of lesson that you need to learn, it's still going to benefit you somehow. So these lessons we take, we have to learn. And it's preparing us if we ask for it. And I definitely asked to participate in these exalted levels of warfare. And so I've been thrown into small skirmishes and battles, not on this earth in unextended domains that are simply representations of intelligently guided mathematical information and these rep representations appear for all intents and purposes almost exactly like a copy of the three-dimensional physical world that we live in, with the exception of the fact that with practice we can develop and use abilities that if they were witnessed in our three-dimensional world would be called superpowers. 
but even in that realm, they're also considered superpowers because not everyone and not every being or entity that is a participant, whether willing or not, in these unextended domains and experiences, they're there regardless. So you'll experience all different levels. But usually not as... Uh, as exalted as your own levels of abilities in these realms because you're only put into these things to be tested and you're just graduating up slowly and surely towards something quite incredible. And so I don't think that if you don't ask for this kind of thing that you're, you'll ever be tested. But maybe you are, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the mental illness that we see in the world where people have bizarre hallucinations and delusions and fears of conspiracies or all kinds of things that are happening around them and what's going on with them. Maybe this is because they've been pushed really, really hard and they're just failing their, their test. Maybe they don't know that we're, they're being tested and trained for a high level of combat of some kind. And I know that sounds crazy. We think of combat as this physical thing, but there's a different stage, dare I say, warfare, which is spiritual because it happens within our minds and hearts in a spiritual realm that cannot be called physical like what we experience. But it has representations that make it appear like that for us that are accustomed to a physical body. It's, it's sort of like a, a special kind of way to steer and to maneuver in another world by giving us a cockpit, so to speak, that, rep, that, that is a replica of our 3D physical world. It's simply the things that we see when we close our eyes and have dreams and imaginations when we're participating in these other experiences may not be that type of physical human looking experience, but the interface and in how we react to it is represented to us in a way for us to communicate. So by us walking or stepping or speaking or talking or flying or whatever we're doing, is us utilizing the controls in a way that we can understand how to maneuver through this other experience, this other reality. And it helps us to guide through it. When we move on to another level, we won't need to have these copies of what's in a physical world to maneuver through and navigate spiritually, mentally, psychologically, if you will. Non-physically, we'll be able to maneuver and communicate in a completely different way that may seem mathematical and may to us in our physical state seem like, seem maybe it seems that mathematics is cold, but true underlying ontological mathematics is, is living and light. But it's interesting, we have to wonder about some of the troubles in our own life, whether it be if we're having constantly nightmares and we think that it's because 
of someone else and some situation or some trauma that happened? Or did we ask for that in some deeper part of ourselves? But no matter what, whether we ask for it or not, we should confront it with dignity. We should confront all of our difficulties and challenges like heroes if we can. Would you agree? Would you agree that we should do our best to always confront every situation? In, at the very least, if not a heroic, but in a responsible way. I know it's difficult, but that should be the aim. It should be something that we set in our subconscious mind, and, and we wouldn't set it in our subconscious mind if we're not even thinking about it. It's the key to a lot of things. We have to think about it first, make a decision, and say, yes, that's the way I want to live or how I want to do something, and decide it and repeat it a couple times or remind yourself of it and practice it. And so all of the challenges and things in our lives we may have asked for, and when we crumble underneath them, then maybe we're not really getting what's happening. We're being strengthened. We're being trained. Maybe not for war, so to speak, but for something that we need to practice certain disciplines that are simple, like taking deep breaths and learning how to control our emotions. And to control for ourselves what we're thinking about, for the better of ourselves and everyone around us. That's possible.